I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. You f***ing irritate the shit out of me! I'm only going to get this one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something right. So I'm alive. Hey, hey, hey! What's going on, peeps? Here we are again. Here we are again. Yeah, sell Keenan 72, I think. 72. All right, you know what I'm going to say. For those of you who have never seen this show before, Yep, Sal Keenan is a real sales call. This is a real sales person who works for a real company. They wanted 15 minutes of my time to pitch their product or find a problem that I have. And if they find a problem I have, I will, and they can solve it, I will buy. But if not, they will have to be coached by me. And y'all know how that goes. So if you're new, welcome. If you're not, buckle up. You know what these are all about. Let's see. If today's salesperson can properly gap sell, it's going to be an interesting one because I asked them if they've read gap selling and they haven't. So we will see what happens. So I am going to welcome in Steve. Steve, welcome to gap sell Keenan. Keenan, it's great to be here, man. Tuning in uh, nice and early from Australia. Big fan of the show. Watched a lot of your shows, man. So I've been around for a long time. Uh, know a bunch of people in your world, so um, haven't read Gap Cell, but I'm uh keen to have the chat with you regardless and keen to learn a bit more about your funnel there, too. Be, be sick. I'm telling you, you are a brave man to come walking out here not having read Gap Selling, so it'll be interesting where it goes. But I give you props getting up at four o'clock in the morning to make this happen. So, uh, before we jump in, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about the product or service that you, you sell? that you're going to want to try to get me to buy. Yeah, awesome. So um, co-founder of the Outbound Game, outbound.game. So for the last 10 years, I've done a lot in sales consulting, business consulting, coaching. And then around COVID times, we really got into game development and started to collide those two worlds. And if you've ever been to an arcade, you'll very much get the gist of how it works. Uh, but then we customize the game for different goals, strategies, initiatives, tactics, the the things that you guys talk about a lot. And it's been a lot of fun collaborating with people and bringing gamification to life. So yeah, keen to chat, man, and learn a bit more about your business and learn from you because uh, we're very much keen on the psychology of, of of why we do what we do and, and how that drives decisions. And that's what you're passionate about. So it's going to be a good chat, man. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, the floor is yours, my man. Take Love it away. It. So uh, did a bit of digging into obviously like the different parts of your business model. You got training and partners, and then your looks like you're focusing on scaling the partners. You got your online training that you sell to individuals. Was curious if you do that with teams as well, and whether that supports your training. Yeah, we do. Uh, and then of course you got your your books, your books as your top of funnel as well. Like, have I missed anything around your like business model at large? Not that I can think of. Cool. So. I think it was like a couple of episodes you mentioned that when you're doing training and I'm curious if you do this with your partners as well, you've, you run the G sit methodology and I presume that's something that you've, you've put together goals, strategies, initiatives, and tactics. Can you run me through how you implement that currently? Well, that goal strategy initiative tactics is part of our consulting practice. So when we go in with a, a, a company 
and we're looking at doing more than just training their salespeople, but but making improvements in their sales org collectively, holistically. The GSIC goal strategy initi initiative tactics is the process or the planning approach we use. So we go, we sit down with clients, we ask them, what are the three goals you want to achieve in XYZ timeframe, right? Usually, usually a year, sometimes six months. Then we ask them to stop thinking about what strategies they want to employ to make those, to deliver on those goals. Then we ask them for three initiatives for each strategy. So you have one goal, three, stra uh, three strategies, each strategy is three initiatives, and then each initiative is three tactics. Cool. And how do you, do you have like a process for implementing that? Or is it more like this is the framework and then they go ahead and implement it? Or are you alongside them coaching and training? Uh, again, it's not part of the training. It's part of the like consulting. Consulting, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, we do it with them. We sit down with them. It's like they brought us in in a fractional CRO slash consulting capacity. And so, yeah, we're working with them to help build it 100%. Nice. And your partners that you're rolling out that are like, gap cell accredited does that cross off cross over in any way or is that consulting more just you and your team like who who fulfills the consulting for you so my so myself and we have a, another consulting partner or a certified consultant and we're bringing another one on soon nice in terms of like 2024 is that part of your business that you're looking to scale yeah a little, yeah yeah cool Interesting. And is there any way that you implement the, so of course you do it in your weekly catch up, but is there any other mechanism that you use to drive implementation? Not really sure how to answer that question. What are you asking? So let's say you set a goal and then you divide it into the three strategies, three initiatives, three tactics. Do they like then plug that into their CRM? Or is it more like we'll catch up in a fortnight and see how you're tracking against those? No, is there any way that you can actually impact it? Depending on the gig. So I don't think you're completely understanding it. It's like, a, it's like an execution plan, right? So one of the strategies could be, I don't know, one of the strategies could be develop an SDR team. Let's say they don't have an outbound team. One of the strategies could be build an outbound team, right? What's the first initiative? The first initiative could be just to, to identify the um, and craft the um, – um, the job description and the and the skill sets required for the SDRs. Another initiative could be to build the comp plan XYZ. And the third initiative could be build an onboarding program, right? Then under each one of those initiatives on the onboarding program, what are the tactics I need to do, right? So when all that's done, you just go and execute to it. And what percentage of the people actually execute? I mean, to a certain degree, all of them, it's, it's, I mean, it's their plan. We have varying levels of adoption after we leave, but if they'd be fools otherwise, it's it's not a training. It's the steps to get the job done. Got it. Okay, now that's cool. Uh, in terms of, I want to switch gears slightly to the online conversion. So followed your, your funnel in, did the free training. Um, that must be custom built. Did you, you develop the online training yourself? Yeah. yeah. So you could build the walkways and the pathways. Got it. Um, I was really curious to, with that because with your introduction to Gap Cell, you, you're more going through like the myths, right? The, the 10 different parts that you can go through. I thought that's cool to like, I suppose, build the problem yourself as who you're trying to convert to, right? Mm -hmm. 
I was curious to know why you picked that as the free content versus say an actual introduction to his, his, how to do a problem identify. Is it a pick chart that you call picture. it? Yeah. 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 Like curious to know if there was like any real decision around that or, or the primary that. one, the primary one I would guess it's been so long is because gap selling builds on itself and we didn't want to create a, a whole separate <clears throat> quote unquote marketing, um, uh, free trial. We wanted to give them a taste of the actual course. So that's the first part of the actual course. So when they're done with that, they would just pick up from there. If we did something like the problem identification chart, it wouldn't make a lot of sense because they wouldn't have, it's like, well, in the States anyways, you have prerequisite classes. You have a level one class, a level two class, level three class. So we started with a pick. Well, then we'd have to explain what a technical problem is and a business problem. And it just, it becomes convoluted. And, and so we just figured we'll just start with it, just start from the beginning and then mm-hmm. stop at some point in time. And if they want to keep going, it's like a movie, right? Like you watch a movie and they let you watch the first five minutes or 10 minutes, right? And then if you want to keep watching the movie, you got to pay. It's sort of like that concept. Yeah, cool. Have you done any like A-B testing no. with getting to the next stage? No. Interesting. Okay, cool. Okay, um, so I'm going to pause you right now. You've been at this for six minutes and I have no idea what problem you're looking for, right? So this is everybody listen, everybody listen. This is where discovery fatigue happens or comes from. So you're asking a bunch of questions and maybe in your head it makes sense. But me as a buyer who you have gamification, I cannot figure out in any way, shape or form how the questions you're asking have anything to do with gamification, right? So I'm sitting here, obviously, you know, it's gap so keen, so I'm trying to help you out and work with you. But if I were a regular buyer, I'd be like, dude, I don't know what where you're going with this, but you got two more minutes and I'm off the phone, right? Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I, 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 again, if you'd read gap selling, what problem do you solve? Why does that problem exist? Find the problem, find out if I have the reason the problem exists, and then get me to see why I need your product. Yeah, interesting. Well, where I was interested around that is like the implementation of your GSIT methodology and whether that was a part that you wanted to scale. And the answers were kind of like, you, what, do you mean, what do you mean scale? I don't understand what you mean. Well, you wanted to bring on more consultants next year. Okay. Yeah. Well, we are, what I don't want to, we are, we are bringing on more consultants. So right now we're training four and we're recruiting for 2024, the first quarter of 2024. So yes, we are. Yeah. And so I was interested to know whether we could measure the impact of your consulting through gamification because. Okay. So, so, all right. So this, okay, everybody, this is another one for everybody. Listen very carefully. You just said, I'm interested to know if we can do something. You are in sell mode. You have not identified a problem, whether you can or can't here. Watch this. See why you should have read gap selling, whether you can or cannot do something directly correlates to the root cause problems I have. Root cause determines whether your product or service can fix my problem. I have cancer. That's my problem, right? It is caused by, let's say, cancer of the liver, right? What stage is that cancer in? Based on what stage, what's metastasized, I'm I'm leading with my schools, the type of cancer, blah, 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 dictates whether you can fix it, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So if you don't, if you haven't done all of that work up front first, you can't, 
You can't try to fix it. So go find the problem. Go find the root cause first. Yeah, yeah. So the two parts I was curious about was whether we can measure the impact of that part of the consulting. Who's we? As in you guys as a... As okay, a, so, as a, so ask a question. What question do you want to... What are you trying to ask? How do you measure the impact and how do you implement GSIT other than... Okay, you're stuck on this GSIT thing, which is fucking sinking you. So I don't understand. You, what did I tell you the GSIT was? Goals, strategies, initiatives, and tactics. And what, how did I tell you we use it? You work with the client and give them the plan to roll out. And then you yeah. said the majority of them just do it. And we do it with them. We help them do it. We help them execute. And then we leave it with them. Yes. So the client, yeah. you asked me about the partner in the GSIT with the partner. Only one of our partners is certified to do um, consulting right now. And uh, they've only they've only done the GSIT once and did it with me. So I, I don't see there's a problem right now. So I'm not sure where you're going with that. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. We've worked with other like sales training partners that use this. See, now you're in pitch things. mode. Now you're, I'll hear your pitch, yeah. but everybody needs to understand. You are so stuck right now. You feel you got to tell me, but tell me what you want to tell me. So they use it as a way to implement, but... That implement the, what? But implement what? The goals, strategies, initiatives, what, and tactics. What, what makes you think I have a problem with implementing it? Like that's no, the key. No, you said you didn't. So that's the, the oh, second why part. Are you, then why about. are you telling me? Okay, here's even a bigger answer. Why are you telling me that's why other people do it? To see if that's a problem or not. I'm not going to try and sell you that path if it's not a problem, right? Okay. So the second path. Okay, go to the second part. Oh. The second path was on the online training with individuals. How often do they return back and use the training? That's a great question. That's a great question. I don't know if we can see that. So we can see it with the corporate accounts because when we have a corporate accounts, each administrator can see how far their salespeople go through. So we have a pretty good, I mean, I've never actually gone and got the data, but when we're most of the time when we're working with corporations and they use the online training, we can go in and see. And they tell. So when it's a team, company, corp, or, or enterprise, they, I'm pretty comfortable. We've got about a 85, 90, 95% completion right there. As individuals are concerned, have no idea if they finish or not. And the way it's structured is it's only a one-year subscription, and Lots that's plenty of time to get through the whole thing. So we, we don't even call it churn. We don't even expect people to, to re-up again because it's the same thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, that's why we're adding Gap Plus. That's something new coming really soon. Um, which will then we'll start worrying about churn. Then, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like I, I did a bit of research around Gap Plus, so obviously that's going to be updated a little bit more frequently with like a bit more fresh content. Like, yeah. what's the plan with that one? Yeah, so we'll be doing what we call Gap and or other type of events, asking anything, etc. Most of them will always be live. You can attend live if you have a subscription. If you don't have a subscription, you pay for that one event, uh, and then if you um, uh, and then once the event's over, if you miss the event, you can go and see the past content. If you sign up six months, a year afterward, you can see all the previous content and then have access to the new content live. So it's just, it gives you access to live content as well as all the recorded content for that year's subscription. Nice. And will that be hosted still through your online platform that you've Yes, you it'll be, it'll be right there. You'll go in and you'll be able to, um, <clears throat> oh, Brady said the online community takes the course like three plus times. So we can't see it, but basically what they're telling us is they take it three times. So they do yeah. get through it. Um, yes, it'll be right part of that whole experience. You'll log in 
and you'll and you'll you'll either buy online training and then we'll of course try to upsell you into ad get plus if you don't you'll see everything it's just grayed out if you do then you just see it all and then you'll get notifications every time a new event comes etc yeah awesome i suppose it's a bit tricky to answer because it's like when are you looking to launch gap plus is that new year sort of initiative? Shit, i think we'll have it launched next week or two every time i say that we hit a snag we're almost done Nice. And what, what sort of pricing level? Is that going to be aimed at individuals mostly? Mostly aimed at individuals, but teams will be able to buy it as well. So we're going to, right now, Gap cost, Gap selling online training costs you $4.99. You got to pay for the year subscription one time, right? If you upgrade to Gap Plus, it's $79.99 a month, and you can pay it monthly for the year. Nice. Cool. Um, I was curious with the because obviously churn matters okay, then, time right? again time out again okay yeah so steve we are now 12 minutes in if my math is correct okay 12 to 14 minutes in and I, you have not found a problem so literally dog like i would have hung up on you not hung up but me like look sorry steve i gotta go i don't understand or i would have just said i was i would have taken over the meeting okay yeah so you told me that you sell gamification. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is the purpose of the gamification? To drive the implementation. So like more outbound activities, top five activities that you want to see more of. Anything can be customized. So the gamification, is it internal or is it external? How do you mean? So how does the gamification work? So if I have a sales rep, does the sales yep. rep use it or do my customers use it? And, and, and sales rep, the okay. sales rep themselves. Yeah. And the sale, what, what does the sales rep do with it? So they plug it into their HubSpot, Salesforce, Pipedrive, Monday, okay. whatever and they want to. And then what does it do? So it gives them coins for every meaningful activity they complete. They get bonus multipliers if they hit the KPIs before the timer runs out. And then you upload personalized rewards where they redeem the coins for the rewards that we've won. We've seen about a million dollars get paid out through the platform. So okay, so what you so what your platform does is it tries to change the behavior of salespeople. Beautiful, yes. Well, why the fuck are we talking about my online training? I am absolutely at a loss. Because we've done online communities where they get rewarded with coins every time they complete a video module, they get more coins when they okay. attend okay. online okay. training. Okay, I see where you're going. So when I told we could, you- yeah. we, could, we could build it for any outcome. And this is where we get like a lot of challenge. So I'd love your feedback, man, because like this is an issue that we have sometimes. We've built this tool where you can freaking gamify whatever the hell you want. But it's really hard to sell sometimes because we're like, tell me your goals. Tell me like what you, your process is really cool. Like the methodology. That's why I was getting stuck on it, up on it because I was like, this is a really cool way of being able to take whatever they, they want to the next level. If they've got that outlined, like that's half the damn problem is they don't know those things. But if they've got that, you plug it into the game and then it creates a reward mechanism for them. Um, but I'm, I'm having a hard time sometimes with clients like yourself to, to, to bridge that implementation gap. And then we're doing the online community here, here, stuff. Here, here's the first thing I would say to you. Here's the first thing I would say to you. I'm confused why you keep using the word implementation. That's what keeps throwing me off, right? Because I have a sales team, right? Let's say I have a sales team of 25 people. If I heard you correctly, one of the things you gamify is them following the sales methodology or following mm -hmm. whatever sales steps or sales processes you want them to do. Well, fuck, yeah. you should have started there. 
right? That's not an implementation, dog. That is sales behavior. So think about sales behavior. What are the two or three or four or five things that a sales organization cannot fucking stand that their salespeople don't do or do and they wish they didn't do? Mm, no, that's, that's a question. That's a question. To me. Yeah. Where they need to adjust their sales behavior. Yeah. So, so no, just where does a sales organization get pissed off with the salespeople's behavior? What behaviors don't they... KPIs are massive. Like okay, but that's not oh. a behavior. That's not a behavior. What is the behavior? Focus it like self-motivation is a big behavior. But that's not a behavior it. either, man. See, you don't you don't but even know what behavior. What? No, that is a behavior. Like the fun motivation behavior. is not a behavior. No, show me, show me motivation. Show it to me right now. Show me motivation. Focus. That show it to me. Show it. Motivation yeah. is not a behavior. What is a behavior that you want to change? What is a behavior that sales organizations cannot stand? Like the ability to go outbound a lot of the time with sales teams, like actually do the activities, personalized okay. videos. Which, acti which activities? Personalized videos is a big one. Okay, personalized videos. So what you're saying is sales organizations are pissed off because their salespeople don't make personalized videos? Do creative outbounds, take the extra effort. Like Okay, define... how do you define the, okay, so how would you define the extra effort? Well, if they're not, like, that's where the KPIs come down to. Like, that's No, the no, no. See, you are not getting it, dog. You have yeah, to understand me. the current state behaviors that a sales organization can't stand so that when you ask them, does your sales team do this or does your sales team not do this? And because they don't do it, affects sales. And there was this, fuck, yes. I have been trying to get my salespeople to stop doing. Or I've been trying to get my salespeople to do X, right? Mm, makes sense. But they just won't. And you're like, okay. And because they won't do that, why is it so important to you? What's happening, right? Is it making this deal longer? Is it harder to forecast? Is it, right? Yes, they don't do this. I can't see the deals. Our forecasting sucks. Now we're getting somewhere, Steve. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. We're getting somewhere. You're just not fucking paying attention. You got to understand the world you're playing in. Right? Mm. You've got to go there. Right now, I don't know. Like, like this is your world. So you got to do the research and you've got to ask yourself, what behaviors are we trying to change? So let me help you out here. Your tool is a behavioral change tool. End of discussion. That's yeah, what you really good. The yeah. behavioral change tool. So if you're going to change behaviors, you got to understand what behaviors in what area you want to change. In sales, in marketing, in, in, I'm making shit up, in retail, right? In doctor's offices, I don't give a shit. I don't know. Obviously, that's to be something you can do online or whatever. But still, you get my point. Mm -hmm. So then you got to know, okay, I know that traditionally in a sales organization, salespeople do not put the stuff into Salesforce in a way that can be read and in, in, a, in, a, in a timely manner. What's timely? Yep. Within the first week. So great. Why don't you ask that question? <laughs> Start yeah, there, yeah. dog. Start yeah, fucking yeah. there, right? You yeah, should have yeah. a That's list. Good. I'm on a fucking rant. I'm just so, I just don't get why people don't get this shit. Come on, man. It's your product. You're the winner. I'm an idiot. Literally. It took me five years to get out of fucking high school and I graduated a 1.9. Okay. That's a D. I am not the smartest man in the room and I can't figure out why you guys can't figure this out. So yeah. let's try this again. But this time my team's blowing me up saying, do it with Noted Analytics, okay? So Noted Analytics is the, is the company we own. 
Yeah, the CRM plugin. Yeah. Do people use it? Do people use it? That's an interesting question. Yes and no. We Yes, that is the biggest problem we have with management, um, <clears throat> getting their people to use it. And how do you go about getting them to use it more? Well, primarily it becomes self-inducing or self-perpetuating. So um, once people start using it and start using it well, three different things happen. Opportunities start to rise or fall based on use between the rep and the sales manager. So they fall into three buckets. They fall into the green bucket, the yellow bucket, the red bucket. Then yep. once they start falling into those buckets, we pull um, historicals. So what I mean by that is, <clears throat> is um, uh, the green bucket has a XYZ score. And we say, oh, look at that. The close rate on greens is 80%. And the average sales price is 200,000. And the average time to close is 100 days. Look at yellow. Yellow's win rate is only 22%. And their average sales price is 80,000. And their win rate is 120 days. Oh my God, look at red. It's even worse. Do you see what I'm saying? So mm. right now, the only way to motivate them is they have to start using it. But then when they start seeing the um, historical, accurate historical data based on red, yellow, green, they start to see, oh, shit, this is in red. And I know that red does not close. I better get my, ass, get my act together. But there is this curve that gets them going, that this inertia, because they haven't seen mm. the historicals yet. So it's sort of like um, you ever try to pedal a 10-speed bike starting in the 10th gear? Mm, mm. It's like, ugh, ugh, you know what I'm talking about? And so that's mm. our biggest challenge. Once they get that wheel going, it, it's beautiful. Away. Yeah. And it it plugs into Salesforce. I'm sorry. Yeah, it sits on top of Salesforce, right inside. Right inside, yeah. So they use it within it. And then does it log it as a how does it log it as an act as an activity or what does it come through into Salesforce? It's it's its own entire object. Yeah. It's got, got its it. own entire object with its own fields, its own everything. Interesting, yeah. Can you automate out of that? Like, obviously, is there any other way that you're incentivizing them to use your tool? Like what? Like gamification. No. So now, but see, look what you've done again. You, come yeah, on. I don't know if you've got the problems. I don't know if you've got the but problems. But you haven't even looked. You, you, you. Oh man, God, I just, okay. Everybody listening, put in comments. If you have a question that you would pick up here, I said, it's like riding a 10 speed bike or 20 within our 20 speeds or some shit, right? Starting in the highest yeah, gear. Yeah, implement it. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I just literally said that to you and you said, uh, you just left it. You said, well, how, how do you do that? Is that, a, you start asking these stupid technical questions. What think, think, what do yeah, you yeah, think yeah. can happen? Well, I'm curious to know like how you drive them to to use it because that's that's the biggest gap that we've always found is getting them to actually do the thing, like actually use the once they once they've seen the benefit, they go, yeah, this is awesome, fucking love it. But up until that point, it's like adoption's hard, right? Like that's normally the the biggest okay, challenge. Ask a question. Don't make a statement. Ask a question. Yeah. So how are you driving adoption and getting people to use more of it? Well. I I, that's what I told you we do. We just keep reminding people. We have sessions. The man, we, we work with management and say, look, you got to get you guys to do this. If you guys aren't using this, how do you know what's going on? We use the reporting tools. Um, I guess reporting tools, the biggest thing we use is we show the management that, look, 
you know, Michael's not doing it. Or look at the difference between Michael and Jennifer's scores. So I can tell you what Michael's doing. He's not doing it. Jennifer is. And here's how it's playing out. So he's all the reporting, but that's it. And then, of course, a lot of hands-on, hand-holding, you know, meetings and, and um, what do you call it? Um, uh, yeah, meetings and workshops and stuff. We go back in and, and just take a look at it. Is it taking you a lot of time? To find a lot of – No. How many hours does it take you to maybe like, one, hand holding? Maybe a couple hours. Customer. Maybe a couple hours for each customer. Maybe two or three hours each customer. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, like there's there's interesting opportunities around that. Like I just I'm I'm finding it hard to find a you big enough a problem. You, so are you the yeah. main salesperson for you guys? Uh, not. I'm more on the technical side. More on the dev I side. I can tell. I yeah. can tell. So it I'm is help. a problem. So, so yeah, there's a, the, potentially a problem. So this is should have been clear as clear as fucking clear as day. Not even clear as mud. Like this should be clear as day. If it takes a long time to, it's like riding that bike, right? When you when you get on a bike and you try to start in that twentieth gear or twelfth gear, whatever, what happens? A lot of times, fatigue, like. You gas out. You don't no, even get it's a regular going. bike. It's a regular bike. What happens? The first. You jump on and it's, it's in locked in 10th gear. So what happens? You get on and what happens a lot of times? Oh, you can't even get it going. Like it's. So it's, what happens? So literally, so you can't get going. So what do you do? You just crash off it. You fall off or you put your foot down and you stop pushing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so when you fall down, that's the equivalent of what? Someone quitting, someone getting out. Yeah. So the question you should have asked yourself was, wait, how has that affected adoption? Right. Yeah. Have you had um, and because of that adoption, has it affected churn? Yep. Yeah. Okay, those are two problems, man. Yep. Yeah. Right. Or you could have asked because um, if it hasn't affected churn, but it but it, it affected adoption. How has adoption affected management's view of the of the of the uh, soft, of the application? Do they have a negative yeah, view of the application because no one's using it? That's another yeah. problem. Dude, that, like your head is so stuck in the technical aspect of your own product or service. You literally yeah, cannot no. see the business application. I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah. I know this is public, but this is direct feedback. I don't Absolutely. think you understand the actual direct business application of your product or service. I think you want to know what it could do and the cool stuff. But I don't think you've actually put yourself in the seat of the people you want to sell to and said, what are they dealing with? Now, watch what I do here. What's going on in their world before I show up? Mm. Before mm. I show up, what's happening in their world that would suggest they need me? Mm. Right? That's what you need. You need to start to understand that across your ICPs. What is happening in their world before I show up that says, oh, stoop, they could use me. And I want to go find those things, right? Doesn't mean they are happening, but you want to know what could be happening so that you can mm. start asking that. It's good. It's good feedback, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, because that's the disconnect. I think you're just too enveloped in your own product right now, and you're not yeah. deep enough into the business acumen in the business world you're trying to solve, and you're trying to change behaviors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good, man. No, we're pretty heavy with like the dev team and developing the game and things like that, working with partnerships. It does feel like that, like. We've got a lot of different opportunities across a lot of different industries. So it's like, it's hard to language it sometimes and, and put it into like meaningful words. So 
That's good, man. It's good so, feedback for the team yeah, too. So, so, so let's just give me another industry. I'm going to try to pull this off on the fly. Everybody can laugh at me and yell at me if I fuck this up. Um, give me an, an, an industry that you, you're either good in right now or you want to get in or you're working with whatever. Give me an industry. Um, we're, we're good with like manufacturing and construction related industries. Okay. Manufacturing. Yeah. So I'm going to guess in the construction industry, you're good because, okay, watch this. What is the, what do you think one of the main problems is with the construction industry and why they'd want to buy your product? A lot of the time they've got a lot of operational expense. So they need, they need consistency of closing big deals to keep the beast alive. So it's like a real need. Okay, so in your case, it's 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 sales in in in, uh, in buildings. Wait, did you say buildings development? Construction, construction related industry. Sales yeah. and construction, or is it construction in general? Uh, sales and construction, and they have to fulfill what they've sold. So project related, project related industries. Yeah. Okay, so I sell it, and then you help them gamify the project piece of it. Correct. Yeah, and it flies. It goes nuts. What business problem do you think you're solving for them? Um, consistency. No, no. What happened? Okay, this is what I'm talking about. What happens in the construction industry if you're not consistent? Oh, like they go bust. Like it's why? It's why do you go bust? Why do you go bust? Massive operational expense. Be specific to the construction industry. What's the problem? Other than going bust, that's a, yeah. That's a pretty big yeah. problem. Because they're not bust yet. When you get there, they're not bust. So yeah, so they have, a lot, they have a lot of churn. They waste a lot of time. Churn, it's, churn where? Churn of people? Churn of people eventually, okay. yeah. This is what I mean by you don't get it. The construction industry. The number one problem you solve most likely is project overruns. Not delivering a project on time. What is the construction all about? There are two things that are important to construction. Getting that goddamn thing done on time and getting that goddamn thing done on budget. Right? Yeah. Like That's that, the yeah. construction world. Notice I asked you about five different questions. And for the life of you, you could not say project overruns and you could not say getting um, uh, getting products done in budget. You didn't say it. Right. Yeah. So those are two business problems. Right. Then from there, you go into the root causes. Hey, Captain Jack, talk to me about what's going on with your project team or your sales team right now. So I'm going to pick the project team. The project team, do you find that things fall through the cracks? So people aren't following the processes of behavior. And because they don't follow the processes, a particular document isn't done. Um, uh, equipment isn't ordered. Um, supplies and materials don't make the job site on time. Do you see what I'm doing here? The, big, yeah, the job site on time. I'm not talking in this big ethereal world. I'm thinking about you, Jack. Jack. You run a construction company. You got to get materials out there. Some knucklehead's got to figure out when it's got to get there. And if they fuck that up, that pushes the whole project off. And so I can help that not happen. Ooh, I like that. Let's go. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. It's good. No, it's it's good feedback. It's good advice, man. Solid. You think? I don't know, man. I think think you're like, okay, I got to get off this. This guy's yelling at me. No, that's good, man. Like it's it's simplified and like it's it's direct, and I think it, it makes a difference. So keen keen to implement. Okay. okay, all right. So now with all this feedback, do you want to take another shot at us, or what do you want to do? I see. Like my biggest problem, bro, is like I I live in that ethereal world. Like that's what my brain is. Like that's that's what I am as a co-founder, right? Like a you know that's that's where I hang out most of the time. So I see a bunch of opportunities. I I struggle to language it sometimes to like break it down 
the other way. So, um, Are you, as an engineer, your job is to problem solve, right? I do a lot of problem solving, a lot of visionary stuff, a lot of, yeah, ethereal stuff. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, I saw, I saw opportunities like gamifying your community, online learning platforms, um, building but why? a, a web. But why? That? That's where you struggle. Why? Why? For, for engagement and, and to reduce churn. Okay. Well, I don't have churn. Yeah, yeah. It's engagement the, seems to be there. Now, yeah, why did you, in Node Analytics, why why did you leave my Node Analytics problem? Is it because you can't build on top of Salesforce? No, we build on top of Salesforce. Yeah, I was I was asking a technical question because I was curious to know how they communicate with each other, Noted and Salesforce. But who cares and, right now? Who cares how they communicate right now? Why don't you figure out what problem you can solve for me, right? So if if it's if I'm having a hard time getting that those people using it in the beginning, you should be asking a lot more questions about why don't they, right? And then if you mm. can get them to do those things and you that makes the product that much more enjoyable and engaging and that gets people to use it more, I might buy it. Mm. Yeah, I need I need help with some of like the questions to ask because I go straight to outcome most of the time. Like, yeah, but I so can can, but you got to understand. So yes, I understand that a lot of salespeople would outcome all the time as well. But you got to understand what's happening now, right? Like you literally have to ask what's happening now. So just what don't you know about my current environment? Look at it that way. What don't you know? The the adoption rates, like what is the percentage of people that you are, are, are driving adoption through using Noted? So that's a good question. I, I'm going to say right now in the first, it's a slog. I don't even know what the number is because we we really sell to companies and we have to go in and you know work with the company. So I wouldn't know how many salespeople do it, but it's enough of a slog that our, our customers get frustrated. They're like, I can't get my team to do it. Right. And I'm like, well, let me show you this. So we get in and we get them one step at a time. So just pulling numbers out of the sky. Let's say the 50% of our new customers, it takes them three months to get everybody using it, which they should be using it from day one. Let's go with that. And do you run it as its um, its own entity? Like, do you have a, a sales team that are driving the platform? Yes. Yes. How many people have you got on the team? Just one. Just one. And they run the implementation as well? Well, no, I have another person who does the implementation. So one sales, one implementation. Yeah. And then, and do you run it alongside your consulting and training or is it its yes. own standalone? No. People who, you, people who buy it, um, it, it, it reinforced the gap selling method. So it's built right into the other process. Got it. And do you recommend it at, for every engagement or is it an upsell? It's an upsell, but we we recommend it for every engagement because it helps makes um, Salesforce stick. I mean, sorry, it helps make gap selling stick. Yeah, it makes sense. And what do you know, like what sort of percentage upsell you have at the moment? Like where are you sitting numbers wise around that? Oh, 70%. Oh, you're nailing it. Like... It's pretty, pretty it's just, solid. It's, pretty and then, it's not super expensive and it's pretty easy to fit in. Yeah. And what's the, do you have any stats on the adoption rate after you've uh, applied it or implemented it with a customer? Like how long, how many people use it after you've implemented it? Uh, I have no idea. But once, once we get past that threshold, like the bike thing, um, it becomes pretty sticky because 
they start to see historical data on where an opportunity is and whether that opportunity closes or not, right? So once they start seeing that, they start creating their own stuff. Like we had one particular customer who had changed their entire forecasting strategy because they were using Noted and they were still forecasting. And um, all of a sudden, after a couple of months or a couple of quarters, they were like, wait a minute. Every time you guys forecast something, anything in red pushes. Red never makes the forecast. But green always cool. We have 100% close rate on anything that's green that's forecasted. So they came back and said, that's it. Anything that's red can't be forecasted. Hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I'm, I'm struggling, Keenan. I don't, I don't really have too many. I don't know how to get any, any deeper with that particular problem. Okay, so I'm going to tell you where you messed up. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yes. The, you should have kept asking like where and why. Here's the key piece. I want to be really slow here. You solve behaviors. Can we agree on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 100%. Therefore, you should be asking questions about the behaviors. It's good. So, yes, asking questions. I, I'm perfectly okay with the questions about well, how many people use it, how long does it take? That's not a bad question. But eventually you had to go to okay, so he said that. 50% takes them over three months. All you should have done there is go, okay, why? Tell me what are the behaviors? Where are they getting stuck? This is why I'm surprised as an engineer, you should, like, you're, this is literally like a tinkering with a car. Garden starting, why? What's going on? It's not getting a spark. Okay, it's a spark because the alternator, like, or, or it's getting a spark, but it's not rolling over. It's the starter, but, right? This is where mm. you should be playing. So when I told mm. you it's taken some people up to nine, uh, uh, three months to get going, you should have started looking for what are the behavioral blocks because that's what you fix. Mm. Literally, if you don't figure out how to understand the behaviors and know how to ask questions on behaviors and anticipate the behaviors that you're trying to change, I don't see how you make it. You better find a new salesperson because you're literally not addressing. It's like me being a, a cancer doctor and not talking about cancer cells. Yes, I can talk about the liver. Yes, I can talk about the pancreas. But fucking eventually, I better get to what kind of cancer cell is this? How far is it metastasized? What form is it? Now I'm past. I don't know anymore. You see what I'm saying? And if I can't <laughs> ask those questions to get there, I'm a dipshit. Why? Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I fix. As, as, some, as an oncologist, I don't just take out the organ and throw it away because I can't do that. I have to fix it by attacking the cancer cells. In order to determine if I can fix it or what approach that is, chemo, radiation, surgery, or extraction, I better know what I'm dealing with. And this is why I'm pushing back on you so hard. Go back and listen to this when we post it. You have no, you not one time asked about behaviors. Not one time. Yet that's what you fix. So imagine what a buyer's like. Buyer's confused as shit. The buyer's like, I don't know where he's going with this. What was I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I gave him vacation, but he's asking about this and that. Like, you, you don't get me to recognize that the behaviors that my team, sales, project management, healthcare provider, I don't know, the behaviors they're exhibiting today are costing me money, time, risk, legal exposure. I don't know, right? And I mm. need to change those behaviors that I haven't been very successful in changing those behaviors. And so you're coming and saying, I can gamify to change those behaviors. Mm. That's yeah, we'll nail it. That's great. We'll nail it. That's great. 
well, there you go. Hope that was helpful. It's really good. It's really helpful, man. Uh, I'm, I am curious. I don't know how we're doing for time here, but I am curious about the, I am curious about the behaviors. Like I'm, I'm keen to learn about that and dive a little bit deeper onto it. What, can you give me any insights around what behaviors you are noticing with your platform? Like what, what, where are they getting stuck? What isn't, yeah. what isn't so, aligning? So in, in many cases, a couple of things. One, the behavior is at least with node analytics. The first one is even doing it at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to do it all. Salespeople are notorious for not wanting to fill things into Salesforce. So they just don't do it. Okay. Other times they do it half-assed. Okay. So they just, they like, they just do it to check a box. Okay. So they just rush and they put in a little bit of bullshit and they're out. Right. Um, same thing with management, right? Management comes, they read it half-assed and they just check it. But usually it's not management as much. Well, it depends on the customer, but um, so those are two big ones. Third, the other one is they don't get it right. Now, I don't know if that's a behavior or lack of knowledge, so I'm not sure we can fix that one per se, but they don't get it right. But that's what the manager's there for. So the manager's there to evaluate if they got it right or wrong. Um, so um, those are two primary behaviors that they they don't see the value, and so they don't put it into Salesforce at all. Or if they do put it in Salesforce, they um, they just do it half-assed, a little bit of information just to check the box. <clears throat> got it. And then what would you ask as a follow-up to that? Would you just press further into what that shows up as? So let's say they're not not doing it at all. So they're not even entering, they're not even entering it into Salesforce at all. Do you just drive a little bit further and deeper into that? Like the behavior of them not doing it? What's the impact of that? Yeah. So, so you would say, okay, so if if you understood the product well, you'd say, so wait, so if they're not putting it in, how how do might ask this question? How does that affect the red, yellow, green? Well, if they're not putting it in, it completely affects it because there's nothing there for the management to review, which basically means it's going to be red. It's going to stay red. So now the sales organization can't determine if that's a good opportunity or not opportunity. And of course, they don't actually blame the salesperson. They come back and blame us many times. Oh, you, your, your platform's too complicated. No, it's not too complicated. Oh, your salesperson's just digging in. Right? So you right. can just you what you do is you take how does that behavior play out in your ability to do or achieve the goals and objectives you want? And so I told you it takes three months. You should say, so because they're not doing this, is that part of the reason it takes so long to get people to adopt that and get people using it and seeing, right? Seeing the results. Since we got to listen. I also told you that the biggest value of this is what? Let's see if you paid attention. The biggest value of noted is what? Forecasting. Okay. But yes, but why? What makes our forecasting so much more powerful? You can essentially qualify it with a, the green, like you, you've, you've, you've gap sold it well, so that it's aligned to a forecast. Okay. But why is, but what makes green so unique? Cause it's driving the gap sell methodology. Nope. Because we use historical accurate data. We have historicals. Nobody else, when you go to anybody else, they, they only have historicals by stage. So, so they might say, well, in proposal, it's using 90%. Well, you have no idea how it got to 90%. It got to that stage. You don't know what the, the close rate was before that. So an opportunity's, histor- opportunity's chance to close keeps changing every time it moves. As you get mm. it to green, it never changes again, right? It gets to green. You get it in green. Historically, it says 70% close rate. There you go. Cool. There, that, like, so that's what I mean by you weren't listening because you should that should have clicked. You should have held on to that. So then when I told you it's taken them a hard time to – get going, you should have realized, wait, so because I don't get going, 
And if they don't put anything in, can they get to green? Not only can they not get green, they'll be stuck in red forever. So that affects the outcome. Yes. So therefore, they ne- these people never get to green, and therefore, the company can't see the value. Exactly. So that puts you at risk for churn. Yes. Right? Follow the data, dog. Follow it all the way. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. That's really cool, man. It's good feedback. All right. Good. Good, good, good. All right. Any other questions? Um, I don't think so, man. I think I think it's been it's been solid feedback, man. I appreciate your time. All right. Here, here, here's what I'm gonna do. I want you to tell me what's the biggest single biggest takeaway you had from today. Uh the behavior thing's huge. Like getting really clear on what that actually looks like, I think would make a massive difference uh, for us. So that's that's been that's been really helpful. And then just making that reverse engineering it, like making that all aligned all the way through so we can know how to have the conversation. I think it's going to be super helpful for the team. Perfect. Love it. Love it, my so man. I appreciate you, man. All right, baby, you too. Good luck to you. And uh, let me know how it goes. Oh, hit up Brady. Hit up Brady. Find her on LinkedIn or you can hit me up and I'll forward you to her, Brady. Um, and she will get you free access to Gap Selling Online Training so you can go through the whole thing and learn more about this stuff. Awesome, man. Looking forward to it. Bikini All right, baby. Good luck. Thanks so much. Peace. All right, everybody. There you have it. What do you guys think today? Look, he hung in there. I'm proud of him. It's I, I gotta well, I wasn't too nice, but it's four o'clock in the morning where he is now, maybe almost five. So I'm sure he's exhausted. I see him drinking that coffee. Um, but I look, I hope most of you paid attention. This was a really good one today for the reason that there was a lot to learn. There was a lot to learn in this one. And so if you're out there selling today and you're trying to gap sell, or even you don't want to call it gap selling, your objective is to understand what problems your product or service solves and what root causes are, are underpinning those problems and how does your product or service address those root causes. If you don't know that, there's just no way you can actually sell. You can only tell and take orders. Your job is to sell and influence. Your job is to influence change. That's what it's about. But most salespeople do not know how to do that. So what they do is they tell and take orders. And that undermines your ability to maximize your maximize your business, maximize your selling prowess, and actually produce more for yourself or your organization. So with that, I want y'all, I hope you all paid attention, took some good notes. For those of you who came into this late, you have just watched a real live sales call with a real live salesperson who was trying to sell me or ASG something. Unfortunately, failed, but, you know, maybe next time. He gave it a a good go. I coached him on a lot of things. I think he walked away with some good stuff. So for that, thank you. Y'all have been watching Gap Sell Keenan number 72. If you want to Gap Sell me, hit me up, DM me on LinkedIn, hit me an email at Keenan at salesgrowth.com or whatever else you want to do, and we will get you on. And if you can find a problem we have, I, we will buy. But if not, you're going to get coached and you're going to get coached hard. All right, everybody. Until next time, you know what I'm going to say. You have been watching Gap Sell Keenan. Peace. I'm out. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something.